0: The Florida Panthers start off their California trip with a 5-3 victory over the San Jose Sharks with the Panthers falling behind, some line shuffles, but we also have an update on the Panthers' new practice facility.
1: Your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Welcome into this Wednesday, November 15th edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers Podcast, part of the On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Thank you for making the Lockdown Florida Panthers Podcast your first listen of the day. I'm Armando Velez from the Hockey News, and you can follow me on X at MonoMan12, follow the show account on X, and Instagram at LO underscore FLA Panthers. And shout out to everydayers who come back here and get your daily Florida Panthers fix. You can follow this podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts and on YouTube. And don't forget to smash that like button on every YouTube video. And let's just go right into it. And the Florida Panthers, they come out with a 5-3 win over the San Jose Sharks, sweep the season series. And this was a game where the Florida Panthers, they really controlled the neutral zone. The offensive zone time for the Panthers was almost double. Uh Every time you saw it on the ESPN Plus uh, screen when they showed the offensive zone time, the Panthers were just pinning them deep. And even though the Florida Panthers fell behind in the third period, giving up two goals in in less than three minutes to the San Jose Sharks, the Panthers still fought through. There were periods of time when the Florida Panthers were not giving... The San Jose Sharks really any opportunities to get get the puck on net on Anthony Solars. Uh, and Anthony Solars gets another win over the San Jose Sharks, going nineteen of twenty two, and the Panthers second straight game where they have two power p- play goals, two straight games after not going the first thir- uh, thirteen with with two, and here to break this down, this five to three win over. The San Jose Sharks for the Florida Panthers as they are now 10-4-1 and and have won five straight games and just continuing to set that tone, their post-Stanley Cup final uh, tone this season. And here to break this down is Jacob Winans here on a Winans Wednesday edition of the show. And it is 2.09 a.m. and as the great Scott Van Pelt, my fellow Golf Channel alum says when he hosts a midnight edition of SportsCenter, I am not tired yet. Jacob, welcome back to the show, my friend.
1: Oh, man, this is uh it seems like we always get one of these late games every year. Um, I kind of I, I look forward to them, but especially when we win, I uh, cannot complain. Uh, if we're staying up this late, we might as well enjoy W. So um, they, they, they made me nervous for a little bit. Um, not too nervous. I had a, I had a feeling they'd come through, uh, especially against that sharks team. but um, definitely the, the Panthers don't play games that aren't exciting. Every Panthers game is, is it's gonna have it's gonna have some twists and turns to it. So I enjoyed that one.
0: I had the opposite approach actually of you when it came to uh, and this is well documented on the lockdown Florida Panthers uh, X page. I said, "Oh, the San Jose Sharks tie this game at two. I am unbothered." And then, literally two minutes later, they score uh, to take what go three two. Someone replied, "How about now?" And I wrote in all caps, "I am unbothered <laughs> by, by it." Um, and really, for the Florida Panthers, getting getting literally from the jump on the opening faceoff, they go two on one, where where Rodriguez uh, shoots and it's saved by Mackenzie Blackwood, which he was under dress all night for the San Jose Sharks. I mean, the Edmonton Oilers could possibly use uh, Mackenzie Blackwood when the trade deadline comes around uh, and all. But really, this really started with the neutral zone play for the Florida Panthers there, and it was pretty clean for the most part. And really, the offensive zone time, we mentioned this at the top, where it was almost double the amount of time where the Florida Panthers got their forecheck going as well, cycling the puck in the offensive zone. But a lot of the times... During this game, a lot of the great shifts happen even when they didn't result in goals, which Ryan Lomberg gets the first goal of the game, which uh, which the puck gets loose in the neutral zone and then Ryan Lomberg finishes it uh, to beat Mackenzie Blackwood. That's at 1234 in the first period. But also after that, the energy from the different lines, even before the line shuffles happened when that fourth line got on the ice and just goes to show that. You don't need to necessarily pad the stats for that fourth line, but just creating. And we were talking about how that fourth line of Stenlin, Lomberg, and Lawrence, that was a great line to start. Yeah, they had some shuffles with injuries, but they they set the tone for the night starting starting this game, even though they weren't the main guys who got like two points on the night, like the Reinhards, the Barkovs, the Kachuks, the Verhages and all. But that fourth line set the tone.
1: I thought so too. Uh, I, I think uh, the energy level was high from them, and that's really what you need on a night like this, where uh, it's it's a late game. It's it's first game of a West Coast trip. Uh, the guys are probably it probably takes a while to get your legs under you, um, and also against a, an opponent that's just you know on paper it's a weaker opponent. Um, you're not really expecting much of a game out of them, uh, and and that's no disrespect to San Jose or, or saying, or or saying that they're not professionals because anyone can win on any given night in the NHL. Everyone is a professional, but uh, just human nature. Sometimes you you tend to take these kind of matchups a little bit easier. uh, And you might not always bring your a game right away. So uh, on, on games like that, situations like that, you really need your fourth line, uh, your energy guys to, to really bring it because they don't play as many minutes and, those the shorter minutes that they do play can be really really impactful so uh the first the first period uh we saw a lot of Ryan Lomberg uh just flying around throwing throwing the body finishing checks doing whatever he can to get the team going uh the the way John Butchergrass on the broadcast called it he he said that that line really dragged the Panthers into the fight, uh, which I think was a pretty accurate way to describe it, because it was almost a little bit of a sleepwalk through the first half of that game. Uh, and, and the fourth line kind of had to set the tone uh, energy-wise uh, to, to get the team going until until the, the big guys really found their legs. So I thought the fourth line did exactly what you want your fourth line to do. Uh, they were fast, they were physical. They four-checked hard, they they played the body, and that's what you're looking for out of your fourth line uh, on any given night. And then, of course, it's it's a nice bonus when you get a goal out of them too, uh, which Ryan Lomberg got them on the score sheet, um, buried the first goal of the night for the Cats. And I think uh, anytime you can get depth scoring from your fourth line, that's a nice bonus. Uh, but bringing the energy and and bringing that, that level of intensity, even on a game where you don't think you might need it, uh that's that's even bigger almost than that goal
0: yeah and situationally think about when that comes uh came for the for ryan lomberg the panthers were the panthers were on the pk and then they had a power play sh- uh short shortly after and even though the panthers only had one shot on goal on that first one but then you think about how how the panthers were just getting into blue paint and mackenzie blackwood I, I almost a handful of saves that i saw where he's just kicking his leg out for saves um there's one on uh, on Barkov, there was one as as well on Sam Bennett, and even w- going into the latter part of the first period, it was a little sluggish getting the pucks to the net, even though they had the offensive zone time as well, and there was a beautiful opportunity by, uh, excuse me, a, a a beautiful entry by Sasha Barkov, and then Sam Reinhardt just miss, misses the net on, on a second chance opportunity with the net open, and that was when the game was tied 1-1, but then you know, these are the type of games where, when you see a, a different opo- uh, an opponent like San Jose, your brain can kind of go on autopilot. And credit to Paul Maurice when he did these uh, line shuffles. It was actually when the Florida Panthers were up two on uh, two one when the, he did it, and mm-hmm. I think that gives the, the that team another an, an opportunity to not go into that mode mentally because that's when the game can be lost on. Mental errors and going to and going to the goals that the Panthers uh, did give up when when they did it was a minute and a minute and ten apart where where they get it on the power play and, the, and then on a on a delayed pe- uh, penalty a- after and and all and you know quick patient passing on that first uh, on that on that second uh, power play um, second goal by San Jose uh, where Thomas Her- Thomas Hurdle uh, redirects it and then. And then that goal—that's that goal by Luke Cunning was very similar to the to the one that Dickinson had for the Chicago Blackhawks on Sunday, where it gets to the end board, they're getting in front of the net, and then a, re, a, a rebound opportunity as well. But but for for the Panthers, I mean, the the line shuffles it got their en- energy going, and we spoke about the fourth line creating it, but also going back to like a playoff line, like putting Nick Cousins back on that second line, Carver Hagee knowing with familiar face and Barkoff. And this is not just experimenting for the sake of experimenting. It's knowing it's like looking ahead in case you need to put this, this is the, this was the game to test it for the Panthers.
1: Yeah, I agree. I, I think uh, in a situation where, where the energy might not be there, the five on five production might not be there. It's nice to to have that in your back pocket as something as a as a an alignment you can go to. Um, I think it's something that Paul Maurice has a lot of confidence in when he has to to shuffle those lines and, and that shuffle really uh, the X factor there is being able to go with with Bennett, Kachuk, and Cousins uh, because they were so effective as a line in the playoffs. It's not something you want to see every single night uh, on a regular season basis, but knowing that they had success in the playoffs and and in in a pinch if you need to go to that uh to that alignment that's what you you can you can roll that out there and i think i think being able to fall back on it in a situation where you need to get something going uh it's it's nice to have uh i think evan rodriguez really in in the the shifts that he had with lundell and and etu i think he really uh boosted the offense and brought brought some offense out of those guys I, i'd like to see a little bit more of that um i mean there's there's definitely rumors swirling about possibly adding another, another skilled offensive winger. So if that if that ends yeah. up coming to fruition, I could definitely see a little bit more of, of, of that, uh, that trio getting ice time. Uh, but if not, I'm, I'm comfortable with Nick Cousins sliding up occasionally and letting Evan Rodriguez play with those younger guys. Uh, and then, you just know what you're going to get and, and any given night from Barka, from Verhegi from kachuk. It's a familiarity thing at this point and I think it's uh, it's nice to be able to, to go to that go to that I, I do think it was it's a, it's bold when you're winning a game to make that kind of change. Um, a lot of times when you're winning, you don't want to touch anything. Um, but I think even even in having the lead at that at, at that point in time in the game, Uh, you just, you just feel that something was lacking there offensively at five on five and, and, uh, Paul Maurice is a veteran coach. He, sometimes you just have to go with your gut and what, and, and go with how things feel in a game. And I think the feel of the game turned when he made those, those changes, which, um, it's, it's a veteran coaching move. You've got to have a lot of games and a lot of experience to be able to, to pull the trigger on, on going uh, with a line blender in a game that you're winning.
0: Yeah, no doubt, and and thankfully, thankfully the Panthers were able to to get uh, goals very quickly. They could have had three straight uh, on three straight shots if that if that goal by uh, Sam Bennett was not uh, was not reversed. Uh, you, you think about how the Panthers were just quick to retrieve the puck after the uh, after uh, after a shot at, on the power play, and then Kachuk gets it to Verhage, and then he scores as well, and then bolenski's shot is uh, redirected by uh by Kevin Stenlin through the five hole as well uh cra- crazy to think how the panthers can just do it like that sometimes as well and even earlier oh oel o- um his, his shot is redirect is uh Scored by Sam Reinhart on the rebound, which twelve goals for for Sam Reinhardt on the season. Just incredible what Sam Reinhart is continuing to do this season. and Barkoff ending it with the empty netter as he walks all the way to the to the net, so that he says he doesn't mi- so that he doesn't miss it because he said he said after the game that he's not good with uh, empty netters, according to him. But we're gonna transition over to segment number two. Where we're gonna this. Is, We're going to discuss when we thought this game was won or lost and our three stars of the game. We're going to discuss that more here on the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Sleeper. And a new NHL season brings all sorts of possibilities. Matthew Kachuk could score 50 goals. The Panthers could win in the Cup, and you can win big by playing Daily Fantasy Hockey on Sleeper, the official Daily Fantasy app of the Locked On NHL Network. Sleeper is our number one choice for Daily Fantasy sports, and especially Daily Fantasy hockey, because with Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in Daily Fantasy contests. You can, All you have to do is pick studs like Sam Reinhart, Alexander Barkov, Conor McDavid, Alexander Ovechkin, or Sidney Crosby. Will, if they will record more or less what their sleeper projections are with things like goals, assists, saves, plus minus, and more in any given game. To win a 100 times bet on Sleeper, you need to correctly, correctly predict the outcome of eight player stats. You heard me, Cats fans. You win 100 times your money playing daily fantasy hockey with Sleeper. So start paying attention and nail your picks so you can start winning big. Use promo code AHL and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's code LOCKDOWNAHL. See Sleeper's terms of use for details and locational availability. Segment number two here on this Wednesday, November 15th edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. Thank you once again for making the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day here on a Winans Wednesday edition of the show. So, Jacob, as far as when we thought this game was won or lost, it's funny because, like I said at the very beginning, I remained unbothered when the San Jose Sharks went up three to two in the middle of the third in the middle of the third period because even though compared to the last matchup, the Sharks were starting to get into the blue paint. Anthony Stolarz had a you know he had an all right game. I thought with the Tomas Hurdle goal, he was a little late getting um, moving laterally to his right on that one to try to make a stop. But as far as when I thought this game was won, I thought it was won in the first 10 minutes of the second period where the Florida Panthers did not allow a shot on goal against the San Jose Sharks until that the, the middle part of the frame and all. And I thought, and I thought the, the Panthers were just slowly trending in the direction, just knowing that they were the better team on the night. So even though even though there wasn't a lead change at the time, I was thinking, okay, this is really when we were starting to see that it was a team that was just really in full control. And like we said, the fourth line had a line where they were consistently going and and all and and spending a lot of time in in the opposing team zone. And then shortly after, after the Sharks got their first shot on goal, that's when the first power play goal happened. When when Sam Reinhart scored to make it to to make it two one, and all, and and that's when. And think about the last twelve minutes of the game after that three two lead for the San Jose Sharks. The Panthers only gave up two shots on goal in, in the remainder of the game, and that's and it came with the extra attacker too. And also, and also. I want to give a special shout out to Nico Mikola on the night. Broke up a oh, two-on-one yeah. on the night as well, uh, a, a big two-on-one, and there was a, a big opportunity that he had earlier in that second period. I I, I believe it was Mike Hoffman. Uh, he was about to score again, and uh, and we saw and we saw him. Uh, no, no, it was Hurdle. Uh, it was Hurdle that had a step on Nico Mikola, and he was there uh, to. To disrupt Thomas Hurdle from from getting what would have been his first goal on the night as well, so I thought this game was won or lost in the first in the first ten minutes for the Panthers in the second period where they were just controlling everything. How about you?
1: I I do agree with it, and, and Nico Mikula, well earned shout out tonight. He he was unbelievable defensively. Um, at times, he reminds me almost of like a great cornerback in in football where. Uh, they could just shut down an entire half of the field uh, and you just know you can't throw it over there because nothing's going to, nothing's going to go positive for your offense. If you throw it to that side of the field, it's, it's, it's looked like that at times this year with Mikula. like he shuts down his entire side of the ice. And no matter what, what you want to do that side of the ice, it's, it's, it's a no fly zone essentially when he's, mm-hmm. when he's back there defensively. So um, that Nico Mikula had a really, really, really great game. Um as far as when I thought the game was won or lost, um, I think I'm, I'm going to put that. I'm going to I'm going to say it'd be easy to say uh, we had the game won when Carter Rihigy ties it on the power play. I think that's the easy answer for me. I'm going to say uh, the game was won uh, when when Sam Reinhart scores on the power play. Um, I think I think it's at a point now where I have such such a high level of confidence in the Panthers at five on five that if they get any production at all from special teams, if the power play connects, I just assume that's, that's the the boost we needed uh, that you, you win the special teams battle and, and we're going to be fine. Uh, so I, I think, I think for me, it was, it's Sam Reinhart scoring on the power play. I'm like, when, when that happens, and like, we got a power play goal. I have such confidence in our five on five game. Uh, no one's beating us at five on five. And if we can get a power play goal, uh, you, you don't, Lane an Egg and go 0 for on the power play. You don't give up a shorty. None of those catastrophic things. Uh you get a power play goal and this team is this team is buzzing because I, I think I think when special teams is working, there's really no one in the NHL who can touch the Panthers at five on five. And
0: let's also go back to Paul Maurice's interview mid game prior to one of the power plays is how he spoke about the scoring chances the analytics and all that that how he likes what they're doing what they're doing as far as puck movement um when he spoke with uh blake bolden on the espn plus broadcast which that was her broadcasting debut congratulations to her i want to say publicly even though some of the things that butcher said about the panthers uh loving mike hoffman when they were there at least power play spe- specialist but nothing more outside of that and then saying how the Panthers fell behind against Chicago and came back I'm like wait the Panthers never trailed in that one so a little yeah. bit of a, of a of a lack of homework there um on the broadcast uh today from the play by play guy as as much as we love uh, bucci and his par- chicken parm and all that stuff um <laughs> but as, as as far as the power playing get, getting going and the puck moving and all and getting your getting your chances getting the pucks to net rebound opportunities it's it's really it's really encouraging when you see how when when a group goes from snake bitten and then you see what the advanced stats say and then it's like oh when they're converting that's what that's what those charts are talking about okay now it's starting to make sense as far as Get getting their scoring opportunities as well. Uh, as far as three stars, uh, my mine are Sam Reinhardt. Even even though he, he, he battling had a po- even though he had a power play goal against, that still what him and Barkoff do in all situations. It's still the best forward group as far as a pair in on the PK. Still, as much as we don't want them to get logged so many minutes that is still the best forward group out there and what they do defensively. Two points on the night. A ninth multi-point game this season tied with Artemi Panarin of the New York Rangers. So it just goes to show, and Butcher also said, sneaky Hart Trophy candidate. Not going to go that far yet. Let's see if this continues, and then we'll talk more about Hart for Samurai Hart. Second one is uh, Sasha Barkov what 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 he continues to do on both sides of the ice um as well. Sam Reinhardt had a beautiful backhand feed from the end boards to Sasha Markov that was stopped by Blackwood. Um I thought that I thought that he was going to score there as well. And Ryan Lomberg gets the first goal on the night, creates so much energy and the hockey stats cards uh, has uh Ryan Lomberg as the top towards the tops of uh, of this one. And then I mentioned Nico Mikola earlier, but I also want to shout out Yevis Belinskis as well on the night and he, even though he got a goal taken away uh he he got his first NHL assist on the night. Yeah, he got his first goal a few uh, a, a few uh games ago against Carolina as well, but also getting the getting his first NHL assist. And also, even though they gave up a power play goal, we're continuing to see over these last 3 games some of the some of the times where they were on the PK there, there, there have been times where we we see at least once a game where they're not giving up a shot on goal, where they're he- holding the opposition to not to not getting in into the zone and gaining it, and it's so incredible to see. Also, special shout out to the PK as well. Your uh, three stars of the game, my friend.
1: So my third star, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it to uh, Nico Mikula. Uh, i don't think the panthers win that game without him tonight mm-hmm. um the the 2 on 1 that he shut down i think that that was definitely a goal uh because if he doesn't get back it's it's almost a 2 on 0 uh, and he completely erases that play without even a shot attempt
0: on a change uh, too uh, on, a, yeah, on in the change. in the
1: in the middle of a line change which is in, in hockey that's that's really a death sentence when uh you get a, a stretch pass in the middle of a line change, and you end up with a two-on-zero or three-on-one type situation. I, I think the, the Sharks probably bury that, and that's the kind of goal that, uh, if it, if you give that one up, uh, that gives that gives them uh, a, a huge lift. Uh, it's almost a gift, and I think Nico Mikula erasing that that opportunity entirely. Um, I, I think that's really that's one of the turning points of the game. I don't know if you win with, if he doesn't do that. Uh, so Nico Mikkel is going to get my third star for his defensive efforts. Uh, my second star is going to be Sam Reinhardt. He's absolutely on fire. Uh, no one can touch him right now. Uh, it's it, the puck is finding him. Uh, he's getting a lot of rebounds. He's getting a lot of tips. And and it's when you're, when, when a player is this, is this good and, and, and on this much of a role uh, the puck just tends to find you in, in favorable situations. And he's, he's putting himself in good spots and then he's he's getting the luck because he's creating his own luck uh and and the puck is finding him right now uh so i i'm, I'm gonna uh, give him the second star because he's on an absolute tear and then my first start in that is alexander Barkov um honestly more more so even for his defensive work than his offense tonight i think he is uh i love to see a guy get rewarded with an empty net goal uh on a night where where they dominate so much defensively uh, and uh Barkov with his empty netters, it's so rare that we see him score one because he loves to pass those up he loves to get assists on empty net situations rather than goals but uh when it's you all alone on the way to the net you can't really pass it up but yeah. um I, I think he earned it uh, his his defense was spectacular uh just he, he's been so he, he's been so dominant with the the stick lifts and the takeaways and the in the face off circle he's uh, he's he's really uh, kind of rebounded and, and gotten back to that selkie uh, that selkie winning form that that we've seen from him, and I think defensively he's been an absolute monster. Uh, he doesn't do it with huge hits, he doesn't do it with with a, a lot of the physical play necessarily. Even though this year he definitely has picked up his physicality, um, but but his uh, just the the stick work defensively is it's otherworldly. There's there's really no one in, in the sport that can do what he does defensively. So I think he, he, he really showed it tonight. Uh, I think he's definitely my first star, but I, yeah, my honorable mention is going to go to Belinskis as well. Um, he's been, he, he's been, he's been fighting the offense the last few games. Uh, he's a great skater. Uh, he, he got a goal. he got an assist, uh, in the past few games. And, and now, uh, we've, we've seen a couple of, of goals taken off the board that he was involved in, including tonight. So I think, um, I'm I'm very, very impressed with, with it was Belinskis. Uh what a find. And he's making a case right now uh, with, with Ekblad and Montour getting ready to return. It's going to be, it, it, it'd be tough to send him to Charlotte. I don't, I don't know that you can do it. I really don't know. He, because it's, it's going to come down to, to Mahura or bolenskis it, it, it feels like uh, for who's going to be in the lineup on a nightly basis. Uh, and, Dimitri Kulikov's gotten a lot of responsibility this year. I don't know that you can necessarily say he's outplayed Belenskis. Uh, I think Mike Riley obviously will will be one of the odd men out, but uh, Belenskis is making a really strong case for himself, uh, and and it's a good problem to have. It's a very good problem to have.
0: You you love to see it uh, for for the Panthers. Um, One more thing before we transition over to segment number three. Um, Kachuk seven straight game with a point, and and congr- I want to say congratulations publicly to Carter Hagee on his 100th NHL goal. Just what he what he's done as far as being the leading scorer in the AHL, and then his 40 goal season last year, and then now 100 goals. And the Panthers still have him for a few more seasons at that 4.4 uh, million dollar cap hit. So what a what a good contract that the Panthers do have on on their hands. For, for Carter for Hagee. but we're going to transition to segment number three, where we're going to discuss more of an update on the, the latest update on the Panthers' new practice facility in downtown Fort Lauderdale. We're going to discuss that more here on the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical and we spend a lot of time talking together you and i we get fired up together on wins and losses who starts who sits i'm thankful for that connection we have and today i want our chat to be a little more personal i just learned that you can get a one-year supply of ed medications you realize what that means bring on extended travel bring on the next natural disaster or supply chain issues you are covered my friend you don't have to worry about whether or not you can refill your uh, generics for cialis Viagra or Radio Prescription. It is possible because of our friends at Jace Medical. Go online right now at jacemedical.com to receive your 12-month supply on your daily medication. Remember to use promo code LOCKEDON at checkout for a discount as well. A verified customer had to say this about Jace. I am thankful for this service. Supply chain issues cause me to cut pills in half to have it. I order most of my daily meds with a year supply. I order antibiotic kit and I feel secure now. Prices are lower than local pharmacies. I highly recommend this for everyone. If you or someone you love would get some peace of mind by having a year's supply of any daily med, go to jacemedical.com to see what's offered for you. Remember to use promo code LOCKEDON for $20 off your purchase at jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical dot com. Segment number three here on this Wednesday, November 15th edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Thank you once again for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day here on the Winans Wednesday edition of the show. So, Jacob, in the middle of the first intermission, all the talk was about Patty Kane, you know, something I'm very thankful to have spoken about with my friend Jack Bushman of Locked On Blackhawks just a few days ago. And... Yes, that was the rumors that just won't go away. That's the latest and all that. The Panthers are still in a big pursuit. But then spoke about the injuries of Montour and Ekblad coming back soon. And then just very casually just said, oh, because they're going to um, open up their uh, new practice facility on this on December 1st. And the moment I heard that, I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. There was no official announcement, nothing else. And then Emily Kaplan is just coming out here with the breaking news. No, I don't think there was any tweet or anything neither. So this was something that you really had to pay attention to the broadcast and not go away and get a snack in the middle of the intermission. So thankfully, and I wanted to tweet that out too, because very important for the people of South Florida to know about it too. So December 1st is the target date and lots of delays but better late than never. We were thinking summer of 2022 and, you know, almost 18 months later, it is getting ready to finally open and just the experience, the location where it's near the players and as well, and the different types of events that could happen. I'm not sure if the, I I don't know if the Panthers actual practice rink is going to be shared with the public. I know they're act They're, The rink that they practice in Coral Springs, many, many, uh, many uh, teams as far as local teams use that as well. So I'm not sure about what's going to be happening with War Memorial as far as that. But just great to see that this is finally at its end and it's finally going to be revealed to the public as far as that. Uh, Your thoughts when you heard that on the broadcast.
1: I personally thought it was kind of hilarious. Uh, because the it was just so casual Uh, the way she spoke about it it was like it was like it was just common knowledge to everyone that the that is opening on December 1st and my first thought is like does she not know like does Emily Kaplan not know how long we've been waiting for this in South Florida Uh, because it's 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 been delayed. We've been waiting forever for this to open. And she just, uh, comes out with the knowledge that, that no one else had that this was opening on December 1st. Um, so definitely shout out to Emily Kaplan for, for giving us that, because we've, we've all been on, on kind of on pins and needles waiting for when this is going to, uh, when we're going to, going to have this. And, uh, she broke that in the most casual possible way, which I think was really funny. It's almost, I I'm not even sure she's aware, uh, of the fact that it's been delayed for so long and that Panthers fans have been itching for this to open, um, which made, made for a, a pretty funny moment that she just kind of casually threw that out there for everyone. Um, but I, it's exciting. It's super exciting. Uh, I think it's, it's, it's from what we've heard, it's a state-of-the-art facility. Uh, it's going to be a game changer uh, as far as drawing uh, interest in, in making the, the Panthers even more of a destination for uh for free agents and for trade targets and for guys to play long long term and and stay here. Um I think it, it goes a long way. A lot of the team lives in Fort Lauderdale. Um I guess it's kind of a sucky situation for Barkov having to travel all the way from Boca since he's the one oddball who lives out there. But um Yeah take ninety five down. Yeah. Yeah, he'll be all right. Yeah. <laughs> aside from that uh, i think it's it's great for uh for the franchise and uh it's i didn't i i really didn't realize we were that close i wasn't expect i wasn't really anticipating uh it being open that soon Uh, i assume at some point this season but definitely not that that soon so um yeah it's it's an exciting time i cannot wait to to get down there and see for myself um but it's uh yeah it's 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 huge and and the context that this was talked about in uh when discussing the potential signing Patrick Kane. And it's, it's like, this is one of the things that makes the Panthers even more attractive of a destination uh, for a guy like Patrick Kane, who has limitless options. Uh, he's, he's highly sought after and eight teams. Yep. And and the Panthers are, it, it seems the Panthers are on everybody's short list of teams that they'd want to play for. Um, Matthew Kachuk is a guy, for example, who, uh, really kind of controlled his own destiny and the panthers were a team that he was highly interested in he kind of picked almost picked his way here uh and 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 we've seen that we've seen that where anytime a player requests a trade or is or is a free agent the panthers always pop up on the list of, of teams that that a uh, uh, really talented or, or really highly sought after free agent is is looking for um and that really speaks to the culture change but also the fact that this isn't this is no longer just a place where older players come to retire. This is a place where you go compete for Stanley cups and, and having the, that kind of state of the art facility. uh, It's just another, another attractive piece that you can pitch to to guys uh, who are considering a move.
0: Yeah. And it's, uh, it's definitely becomes more attractive by the water too. Don't have to travel too far and you could, you know, it's definitely brings the good vibes around around the area and winning helps that's definitely uh the 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 definite factor when it comes to it because hey when you when you have a three-time stanley cup champion who wants to just add one more to it and and doesn't want to go out the way he he is he is currently at when with his injury you you want to go out on a high note and Hey, hopefully the Panthers do find a way to make that happen for for sure. Uh, But Jacob, I want to thank you so much for joining me on this Winans Wednesday edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast where the Florida Panthers defeat the San Jose Sharks by final score of 5-3 and sweep the season series uh, against against San Jose. Tell everybody where they can follow you online.
1: Yep, you can follow me on x at JacobWinans8 as usual.
0: Awesome, man. Thank you so much. And I will see you next week as the Panthers prepare to face the Boston Bruins next Wednesday before Thanksgiving.
1: I am planning to be there, so that should be fun.
0: And if you like what you're hearing, Please subscribe to the podcast to be notified every single time the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast jumps into your podcast feed. Don't forget to also subscribe to the other shows on the Locked On NHL Network, including Locked On NHL, Locked On Fantasy Hockey, Flip Livingstone, and Steve Roden, and Locked on NHL Prospects. Thank you once again for making the Locked on Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. So I'm Ronda Velez with Jacob Winans, And you've been listening to the Locked on Florida Panthers Podcast. Part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day.